Hey there, this is Larry Smith of the Illini Guys. We're giving our staff one more week to catch their breath before we head full steam into football season. Brad is out coaching and watching the Illini basketball team work out. He's got a great update on the front page of IlliniGuys.com right now and how things are going with them. I'm at the beach. Mike, he's probably eating pizza somewhere. Hey, I'm not eating pizza somewhere. I ate pizza almost everywhere. Anyway, we're running a few of our best segments from this spring and summer. We'll talk Illini football and a lot about Big Ten expansion next on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, Mike Kegley, Patrick Quinn is working audio for us. It's the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. It has been a big, big week for Brett Bielema and the Illinois Fighting Illini football team. Let's get right to it. Matt Stevens, football writer and analyst for IlliniGuys.com. Matt, let's talk about uh, this week. I, I want to start with, with, with people going to say, you know, Adam Sandler, who cares about the kicker? Um, I know just a kicker, but David Alano, five-star kid, the kicker, uh, committing to Illinois. And yeah, I know. He's just a kicker. I get it. But he's a really good kicker, and he's a kid that Bielema convinced to stay home. I, I think that's big. Kickers and punters are people too, Larry Smith. They are. Um, that's right. And, and this is a big one um, because kickers and recruiting are not really paid attention to until there's a Saturday afternoon or evening where you need a big kick made to win a winner win or tie a game, and then they're probably the most important part of your recruiting class. Uh, David is – First of all, he's an awesome kid, Naperville North kid. Again, Bielema going to the home state and making sure he stays home, which is exactly what he wanted to do. Um, He and his family um, wanted to stay local, and they got him, you know, interested in Illinois early. They got him to the campus on unofficial visits as much as they could. Um, And then when he came to camp this this past week, for the specialist camp made seven out of eight and did everything that you would think a top rated kicker in the country would do his kickoffs all went to the goal line. Um, you know, and, and he's sitting there being watched honestly by Caleb Griffin, who will probably be the starting kicker in the 2022 season. And it's, it's, a, it's no different than any other position on the field. You know, players know who good players are. And Caleb knows that David is very, very talented. has a very, very, a lot of leg talent and, I think he can be a very, very solid addition to this Brett Bielema recruiting class. And I think that he could potentially win the kicker job as a true freshman. I think he's that solid. He made seven out of eight field goals, guys, and, and two of them were from 50, you know, and, and so wow. he's, he's already he's already, and he's only been kicking footballs for almost the better part of two years because he he left soccer to try this out and it's worked out great for him. So also, uh, you know, there, it's kind of on a real roll here. The uh, Fighting Illini football program has a bandwagon of commits. Mm-hmm. Um, what can you tell us? You know, Mason Moragan, kid is a, another win, and we're pulling, you know, guys out from uh, Michigan now. That, that's got to be a new thing. Yeah, the footprint's getting bigger. Uh, I, I would think Michigan and, the, quite frankly, the Detroit area is something that Brett Bielan, or Brett Bielan, or Brett Bielan and his staff want to eat because – They've decided the Midwest region is how they're going to look at things unless you play defensive back and then you need to be from Florida, apparently. Um, but, but, but Mason's a really good player. Um, and, and, and I would, I would say that he's going to need some development in terms of, you know, you know, learning how to play at the power five big 10 level. And, and, and he's going to get that opportunity to learn. 
at an outside linebacker, maybe even a DN's position. I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see where they put him because you would think from a body type standpoint right now, he would work with Kevin Kane's group, but I think that he's going to work with JMO's group because he was primarily involved in his recruiting and they might try to blow him up and become, you know, a, a depth piece early on in his career at defensive end in this three, four scheme. So somebody that's gone to multiple camps has, has shined. And, and, and when he's gone to those camps and shined, it's basically because he's outworked everybody else at the camp. He's not athletically more gifted than everybody else. And he's not an unbelievable athlete at his position, but um, the work ethic and the motor play, and he can, he can definitely help, you know, a big 10 program, I think as an upperclassman and be a just fine member of this 2023 recruiting class. I have a question about quarterback. Sure. Leary, Leary, you wrote an article about Donovan Leary getting that uh, pro help. Mm-hmm. What's the plan there? The plan is to potentially get him, you know, I guess full. I asked Barry Lenny Jr. this uh, earlier this week when in his media availability. The plan is to just get him up to speed on how they want to practice, what kind of tempo they want to run, and then they'll get him induced into the playbook. But the development is the plan is there the same as his older brother has had at NC state and to get him ready to go as maybe a sophomore or a junior. And, um, you know, I talked to Lamar McKnight who's based out of New Jersey and works out with a whole bunch of those, you know, type of type of quarterbacks. And he's, he's a kid that has said he's used the three letters NFL for Donovan, just like his older, older brother is a projected first round pick in this upcoming draft. Matt, earlier, you mentioned defensive backs from Florida. Mm-hmm. Of course, we've we've got Jaheim Clark, right? And is he the last one or tell me about him and maybe is are there more? I don't think so. I think that they could take a couple of more kids out of Florida that they're either have brought or, or will be bringing this weekend um, for official visits. Uh, Aaron Henry and Ryan Walters have done a great job of, of injecting more Florida talent that, quite frankly, Lovey Smith's staff actually did a pretty good job with before they left town. But Aaron Henry being a Florida native himself, having been recruited to Wisconsin out of, out of Florida has a lot of connections down there and has done a great job of getting those kids initiated back into the Illinois program. Jaheim Clark, I think is a, is a safety prospect that I think can play and play. I don't know as a true freshman, but play right away in his career and make a difference. I think he athletically has the, the ability to, to make those kind of transitions. And I think it, it always is easier. I talked to Quan Martin about this earlier this week. It's easier for the safeties to be a integral part of the defense because their position coaches, the coordinator Ryan Walters and so I think he's going to get the 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 treatment and the and and the development that he needs to be an integral part of this this three four scheme and what Ryan Walters and and Aaron Henry want to do with that with with that group Matt got about a minute left here in the in the segment I want to just get your thoughts um we're coming in to the end of June um the football staff are they where they hoped they would be at this point in the summer uh overall with with everything development recruiting the, the everything yeah, I think they've done a really good job in terms of recruiting. I, I guys, I think they're going to be it's going to be like a 14, 15 member class and they're already at 11. So I think they're going to be picky. And I, I can tell you right now, this staff is already starting to work on 24 kids and 25 kids. You've seen the offers already being made out to that. So they're, they're already starting to work ahead of time to get themselves because they know this is going to be a smaller class in terms of development. I, what I'll tell you is that the NCAA made a great rule that Brett Bielema loved, believe it or not. And that's these coaches get 30 minutes, I think, per uh, per week with these guys on the grass fields in terms of position groups. And, and, and it's going to make a difference. This team's going to be a lot more prepared for an August 27th game because of the individual work that they're being able to do with their position coach and not just their, their training staff over the summer. And I think that's that's where their head is at right now.
Hey, Matt Stevens, uh, always good to talk to you. We'll, we'll talk with you next week. Guys, I appreciate it. Have a good one. All right. Enjoy the golf game. I know the Matt's going to get some get some golf this weekend you know it i mean we're just jealous because 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 we're probably not matt stevens football writer and analyst for alatiguys.com be sure to check out his stuff and as patrick mentioned a really good piece on donovan leary and and the work that he's put in here in this offseason uh, to get ready for his Illini career kendrick prince just coming into the studio the recruiting roundup is up next we'll see what he's wrestled up for us after this you're tuned in to the sports spectacular on the Illini guys radio network Our Newsmakers segment brought to you by the good people at Busey Bank. The shocker at week's end last week continues to produce ripples across the college sports landscape. USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten in 2024. An issue, the potential to more than double and, and then some each school's TV rights fees as Big Ten schools profit considerably more than those in the Pac-12. Gentlemen, let's start with... Um, what do we know now about this move that perhaps we didn't know a week ago? I think what we know, first of all, is how it happened, where it came from. I, I think we know that uh, it came from the TV networks. <laughs> um, I think it was this is a, a little bit of Fox Sports had a great involvement in this and that UC, USC and UCLA were the ones who pushed for this because they see that teams like you know Northwestern, are making more money than USC or UCLA from their TV rights, which I'm not nothing against Northwestern, except obviously they don't have the same viewership that USC and UCLA have. So it's kind of a, it's, they wanted to be part of that system. And I think from the big 10 standpoint, now you look at and say, okay, we got this more markets now. Let's, you know, where do we go now? What's the next, next step? And I think that's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. And I think if you're the big 10, you get a little bit greedy because you look at, you know, you look at LA number two, um, you know, television market out there. And now you start saying, well, how can I get the, the number five market? How can I get the number four market? You know, those type of questions that you start putting together and, and you, you look at the top 10 and you start saying, well, what schools are really good in these top 10 TV markets that have, you know, uh, the accreditation that we're looking for and how do we get those viewers and that high quality institution, you know, to look at the big 10 because you're not wanting to tamper. Um, but boy, you know, then all of a sudden I think the phone calls start coming in from some of these other schools. And I would have to think that probably there is so much going on that we won't hear about until later on. And it's all of a sudden, you know, you, you, you hear all these people, it's quiet now. I, I think it's quiet now because nobody's chattering and nobody chattered before um, Texas and Oklahoma went to the SEC and nobody chattered before USC and UCLA went to the Big Ten. So quiet may mean that a lot's going on. Well, and I agree completely with that because people are saying, well, this team's not coming. No one said, all we know is what's leaked. But I think you can be sure that the Big Ten and Notre Dame have talked, that the Big Ten and Stanford and Cal and Oregon and Washington have talked. There's, some, there's been a report that Texas A&M has reached out. Um, and I think that's the thing is that right now, when you and we'll get into some of the other conferences here in the second half hour, when you look at the Big Ten, and I wrote about this on IlliniGuys.com, they're in the driver's seat just because, Mike, as you mentioned, 
of all the the TV uh, markets they have. They have the top four TV markets in the country are Big Ten markets. Nobody's going to touch that. Nobody can, and nobody's going to. So they have the advantage. They're holding all the keys. Um, they also look at AAU schools um, outside of Notre Dame. Every school that's been linked to possibly joining the Big Ten has been an AAU school. So if you kind of look at those two things, you can kind of look and see where this is going to end up. The question is, how large uh, does the Big Ten go? Yeah, that is a great question. How big do they go? Do they go to 18, 20, 24? Where, do, where does it end? And I think, you know, as we move forward, I think the Big Ten has an opportunity to really stake their claim and, and add those some of those West Coast schools and then go pluck some ACC and SEC schools, which we're going to – you mentioned some of them, Texas A&M being a prime candidate who probably wants to get away from Texas. I think that's why they went to the SEC in the first place. So um, if they can still get that large money and come to the Big Ten, I think that would be huge because now you add Texas market, which is – you know, massive, you know, I mean, that's just a huge deal. And, but Notre Dame, I think is the big fish. And if the big 10 pulls in Notre Dame and someone else, whether it be Stanford or something like that, I, I think you, you, it's huge. And I think that would make them untouchable uh, from a national standpoint, just to add the Irish to their, to their mix. Yeah. I think logistically, you know, the, the two big targets have always been Notre Dame and Texas, I think, you know, across the country. I think Texas A&M is, has built that brand up and they have a similar type footprint, maybe not quite Texas-like, but, but right in the neighborhood. And then I think Brad hit on a key point from logistics standpoint. If you can bring in Stanford, Cal, Oregon, and Washington, now you can have a division out in the West Coast so that you can offset the travel a little bit and make it a little bit more bearable for the students because money's not an issue. You charter a plane with all the dollars these guys are going to have without any problem, but you do want to make it where kids can go to class and, and get a good education. And so I think, um, I think hitting those, those schools in the West coast, grabbing Notre Dame and then either Texas or Texas A&M, and then look towards the ACC and see which of the ones you can fill in with the AAU. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think when you look at TV markets and match that list with the AAU list, it's real simple. It's easy to see where this could go to your point. You take Notre Dame. Um, I still think you take at least two more PAC 12 teams because to your point for scheduling, uh, you, you need other partners out there on the West coast uh, from a TV market standpoint. Uh, if you grab those two and Washington, you grab the top three TV markets West of the Rockies. Um, so that fits the bill. All of those schools are AAU schools. So yeah, let's say if you do that, you grab those four uh, Pac-12 teams, which by the way, are not being discussed with other conferences. So read between the lines, that tells you something. Um, then yeah, you do go to the, the, the ACC and there are some obvious schools there that are AAU, Virginia, Duke, North Carolina, and Georgia Tech are all AAU schools, um, all in markets in the top 25 in the country. So um, I think it's, it's real. It makes it real possible. Um, one thing too, I think people should keep in mind is that I saw something on the Atlantaguys.com board. Someone said, Hey, you know, this could happen next week. I don't think it happens next week. I think even, you know, Notre Dame's deal ends, I think in 2025, they can still make an arrangement this fall or next spring. And you're still way ahead of the game. We know that PAC 12 right now, it, it, it seems obvious at the moment, Oregon and Washington are willing to wait on the Big Ten to see what happens. 
Um, but I think we can we can be assured there are conversations on going on even as we as we speak with all these schools. Well, think about that. The Big Ten is looking at this, and it's like, well, you know, if we if we stagger this a little bit, you can have USC and UCLA join in twenty twenty four, and that's a huge deal. And then in twenty twenty five, we'll have Notre Dame join. That'll be a huge deal. And then in twenty twenty six, you know, and all of a sudden, on top of creating the biggest league almost every year can be a celebration for the new schools that come in. And now you grab all the headlines every season on top of the being the biggest. Yeah, it's, it's just a really uh, a huge opportunity for the big 10 to trump on everybody. Can, can I make a statement? Can I may ask a question though? Is Kevin Warren the guy to lead this charge? As long as Jim Delaney is consulting in the background, I'm totally comfortable with that. Let's hold that thought. Let's get back to that in a minute. We've got to get a quick timeout. This is the Atlanta Guys Sports Spectacular. More on Big Ten expansion after this. You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network. At Busey Bank, we understand you have a vision for your future, and we're committed to helping you achieve your dreams. Since 1868, we've invested in recruiting and retaining the best and brightest associates. Busey's unique culture is one that values and supports you provides opportunities for growth, and it's much more than a job. It's a career. Build relationships, build community, and build your career at BC Bank. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio. We continue on the Sports Spectacular, and uh, this is a segment again presented by BC Bank. Talking again about Big Ten expansion, um, and one thing that we were talking about in the break and we talked about here actually before the break as well is in terms of, of, of TV markets um, and those eyeballs, not just, you know, and one thing it's, it's funny. We were talking with, with Matt Stevens going to join us in a few minutes here to talk about Illini football. Um, Not just, obviously the markets are important, but again, everyone's got tablets, the streaming dollars. I mean, BTN plus is what 10 bucks a month. Well, you know, you can't put every single game on there. So you have more games on that. It's more additional revenue. Yeah, I think it's all about creating revenue, uh, having a brand, creating, you know, whether it's television markets, whatever it is uh, to, to come in. You have to bring something to the party, I think, with the Big Ten. Now, they're not just taking teams just to take teams. I, I think you may see other conferences who are looking just to find schools who will come there. You know, maybe the Big 12 trying to stay alive and, and tread water. But I think the Big Ten's not in that mode. They're looking for, you know, big fish and they're trying to get there and we'll see where. You know, we'll see where it goes forward, but I think they have to bring something or else it dilutes the market share. And the, then the, you know, $100 million that they were getting in TV money becomes $80 million and it's not as good. So if they can't bring something to the table, it's probably not worth it. Yeah, I think they're looking at the, those TV numbers, obviously, for this deal, um, along with the brand. The other thing I think the Big Ten's looking for, and it, these numbers dwarf the TV numbers, is, is what type of research dollars are these facilities going to bring in? So when you talk about, when people don't understand, like, why Stanford? Well, Stanford's one of the premier, you know, institutions in the world at doing research. You bring them in, and then all of a sudden that goes into the, into the Big Ten, you know, uh, kitty, so to speak in terms of what that whole uh, conference can do from attracting research dollars. There's a lot of uh, facets to this that are really important. 
Um, and, and I think, I think the point of diminishing return is going to be where the big 10 presidents will probably try to be the brakes on this, uh, just for what Brad was talking about. If it, if the number per school is going to dip, then maybe we should stop level off at that level and then worry about adding on at a later time when it's manageable. Well, I think those are the conversations happening behind the scenes as, as, Again, I, th- I think we can pretty much surmise correctly that Notre Dame and their lawyers are having conversations to see if they can get another ACC deal, which says if they decide to join a conference full time, it has to be the ACC. Well, the ACC, again, just because they don't have the, the markets, the eyeballs, the brands in football, um, do you even can you name who played in the ACC championship game last year? I mean, do you know? I mean, who knew that that Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence were carrying an entire conference on their shoulders? Cause those two guys yeah. more on the impending round of relocation and a focus on what other conferences are doing. That's coming up in the next half hour, a quick timeout and then more sports spectacular along the Illini guys radio network. You're listening to an encore presentation of the Illini guys sports spectacular up next Larry's interview with ESPN and sec Network play-by-play man Mike Morgan. He has some interesting perspectives on the future of college athletics. A lot of guys.com, the place where you can get all your inside information. Brad Sturdy, I don't know if you saw it earlier this week, posting his insider notes from the EYBL. If you need to know uh, who Illinois is targeting... Uh, upcoming in this season. That is a must read. IlliniGuys.com. Free seven day trial. We won't you know, ding you for too much. You get it for free for a week and then we'll uh, take a little cash ready wallet to keep you in there. So anyway, hope uh, you get a chance to check that out. Brad, Mike here, uh, Larry Smith here as well with our guest on this line presented by uh, Busey Bank. He is uh, one of the veterans of ESPN and the SEC network play by play guy has actually done the bragging rights game as well. We'll talk with him mm-hmm. Uh, as well, great friend of the show, Mike Morgan, joining us right now here in the Sports Spectacular. Mike, good to see you. Good to talk to you, Larry. It's a, a, a exciting time of year. I didn't used to say that in mid July. These <laughs> used to be the dog days back in my my talk show days, and you would just try and like kill time before media days. That's no longer the case. College football and college athletics as a whole has become much like the NFL. It's really twelve months out of the year now. Yeah, it really is. And I know that you're already working on, even though, like you said, you're still a month plus out from uh, getting back in the booth. I know you're hard at work right now doing your research, as you always have. Uh, a decade on ESPN SEC. It's about how long you and I have known each other. We did some stuff in Atlanta yeah. back today for some some college stuff. Um, right. I really want to get your thoughts on on this realignment talk um, as we were kind of discussing, you know, behind the scenes each week. I'm like, you know who would be a good guy to talk to who knows his stuff? Mike Morgan. Let's give him a shout. Uh, what, what are your just general thoughts about kind of the landscape right now and what's going on? Well, first off, congratulations to your audience, because uh, I'm sure it's, it's a very Big Ten heavy, right? And sure. the Big Ten just just had a major coup to get Southern Cal and, and UCLA. I, I look at that move as a calculated response by the Big Ten to what the SEC did 12 months ago. 12 months ago. When we were at SEC Media Days, the bomb was dropped about Oklahoma and Texas uh, joining the Southeastern Conference. And rather than panic and rather than just rush to add two schools, uh, the, the wiser move for the Big Ten was to sit back and, and wait 
Uh, from what I understand, Jim Delaney still has the, the uh, ear of a lot of important people over in, in that conference. And, uh, you know, scared money doesn't make money, but rash moves doesn't either. And so uh, there, there was no need to go ahead and rush and, and just do something just for the sake of doing it. They sat back and they waited and they waited. And, you know, we, we'll never know the true um, who called who first and who, what smoke filled room was, was say, but here's what I do believe much like with Greg Sankey in the sec, I think the big 10, they waited for somebody to come to their door because there's only two conferences in college football that have that kind of clout. It's the sec and the big 10. They don't have to be the aggressor. Okay. They are, you know, they are the uh, homecoming queen that can sit back and wait for the guys to approach them. And I think Southern Cal and UCLA looked at a fledgling Pac-12, even with the new conference commissioner in Klyovkov replacing Larry Scott, who uh, was a disaster and did an abysmal job with the TV contract. That's putting it kindly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, I think think they read the tea leaves and said, you know what? This league, it's reached its top end potential. There's no more moves to make. Um, and the next TV deal might be good, but it ain't going to be Big Ten good. So I, I think they just they saw the writing on the wall and they made a move that makes a whole lot of sense. And now I'll just say this, Larry, everybody is waiting for the, the subsequent domino to fall after this move. I will tell you this. I think I think there might be another move left this offseason or right thereabouts, but I think people are looking in the wrong direction. There's a lot of talk about ACC schools going to the SEC. And in theory, that makes a lot of sense, right? Well, the SEC can certainly attract uh, other programs. The ACC is in a, in a uh, television deal that is the least r- lucrative of the bunch. And it's good for 14 more years. More on that in a moment. Um, and you've got natural, what seems like SEC schools right around your, your, your footprint. You've got Clemson, you've got Florida State, you've got Miami, you've got North Carolina. But I, I encourage people to really do some homework on this to get out of that contract that the ACC has written. And I had to go back and look at it and to, to make heads or tails of it. I'm not a lawyer. And, and talk to some people in the business that I trust. It would take in a neighborhood of half a billion dollars would be the cost because it's a $120 million exit fee. And you say, well, they can make that up in a few years with the, but you don't, you still have 14 years where you're not getting SEC dollars. You can't by virtue of the contract that those, that money would go to the ACC. They own your TV rights. They own every, every penny that comes through on the TV part of the, of the equation and then on top of that, there's even a stipulation that says basically the ACC school that defects to the SEC, many of their games wouldn't even be televised because by, by the letter of the, of, the, of the law of the contract, they can do that. Now, I realize what some people are thinking, well, the, uh, contracts can be broken, things can be negotiated. All that's true to a sense, but why in the world would ESPN give up what is a very uh, network-friendly deal? And the reason that the ACC made it twofold, number one, that's the best offer they could get. Number two, uh, the one thing that the, the, the contract does give you if you're the ACC is that it makes it nearly impossible for anybody to defect. So they feel like we've got our 14 teams. We've got the loose association with Notre Dame. 
So I say all that to get to this, and I'm sorry for being long-winded on, oh, the, well, on the question. Um, I don't think the next move is any of those teams that have been rumored, and you and I hear the same rumors every day from a myriad of different people in our industry. I think the next move is that something has to give with the Pac-12 and the Big 12. Mm-hmm. And it's it's an ongoing, I'm going to poach you. No, you're going to poach them. And and I don't know who prevails there. I don't know if, if Washington and Oregon go to the Big 12 or if the Pac-12 can grab somebody from the Big 12. I, I don't know. I mean, the it, it, logic would be just go ahead and merge all, already yeah. and, and do the best you can when make that kind of conference and call it the, the the big pack, whatever. And now you have four super conferences instead of five uh, or four, you know, power five type conferences instead of five. That's where I think the next move is, Larry. I don't think the SEC is adding a team in the immediate future. Talking with Mike Morgan here of ESPN and the SEC Networks on this segment presented by Busey Bank. And Mike, I, I think, boy, you are preaching to the choir. A couple of things on that. I think one conversation that was interesting was immediately after the pack, the remaining 10 schools of the Pac-12 said, we're going to stick together. You hear almost immediately that Arizona, Arizona State, oh, yeah. and Utah are meeting with the Big 12, like two days later. Right. Right? I mean, and, and look, they have to. And that's another point that, that I want to bring up. That's some point number two, on top of what you just said, we're going to hear for the next several months and even years of X school talking with Y conference. It, it is these conversations are happening all the time. The only ones you're hearing about are the ones that leak. But people I, I, on our lineiguys.com, and we've got a great man, intelligent uh, board. I put our people up against anybody's very well read. They're, they're very passionate fans. And I can't tell you the conversations of, well, wait a minute. Well, UNC is going to the SEC. Well, then why did the Big Ten call them? Well, Kevin Warren's an idiot. I'm like, these conversations are happening. You can't tell me the Big Ten hasn't talked to North Carolina and vice versa. Or oh, yeah. we know the Big Ten's talking to Stanford. You know, in Oregon, right. they want in. I mean, all those conversations are happening to your point. Mm-hmm. This is not going to be a thing where it happens next week. Notre Dame is not going to make a decision next week. Mm-hmm. This no. just, it, just, it just isn't going to happen to your point because of the, the language of the contracts. I, I, I'll put it this way. Um, nobody knew until after the ink was dry that Texas and Oklahoma were going to the SEC. Yeah. Um, and, and I dare say, I mean, I didn't see anybody that was really on the cutting edge of reporting – hey, you can expect the next few weeks, Southern Cal and UCLA to the Big Ten. The point is, is that these conversations are being had in secret and they're, they're better than most of us keeping secrets, right? Like, I mean, these are major, major secrets and they somehow have kept it to where even the most intrepid of inside college football reporters have been scooped. Like, you know, eventually somebody did break the story uh, with Texas, Oklahoma, but it, it, it was after it already been done. And then uh, uh, who was it? Larry Wilner, I believe, might have broken one of the Pac-12 guys who's an excellent writer over there in uh, San Jose. I think it's the Mercury News. Mercury News, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was the guy that at least that I first saw on the UCLA Southern Cal thing. But again, that was after it was done. It wasn't right. like, hey, I'm hearing this might happen in the next few weeks, and then it happened. In both cases, uh, these leagues have been able to, and, and the and the uh, specific universities have been able to keep this under wraps and, and not let us see it coming. So my point to that is, is that, yeah, there's a million conversations being had, uh, but we don't know what they are and we don't know the, to the extent what they are. The, the thing I feel safe in saying 
um, is that I know what it would take for an ACC school to leave for the AC for the SEC or the Big Ten, and it right now it is really cost prohibitive uh, unless you have one heck of a negotiation. And again, people say, well, they they, they can negotiate that out. If, if it was that easy, Texas and Oklahoma would already be in the SEC, right? Because they they don't want to be in the Big Twelve three more years, and the SEC would gladly take them tomorrow. But there's this thing in the way that's called a contract that would make them pay uh, not tens of millions, but over a hundred million dollars to exit early. And and again, while we think all these universities have just money pouring out, keep in mind UCLA was on the verge of bankruptcy with their athletic department. That was part of the motivation for this deal. COVID killed a program that already was struggling a bit financially. Um, and, and so, you know, when we're talking in excess of $500 million for a North Carolina, a Clemson or Florida state to just bolt and leave early for another power five league. I don't think that's as easy as people want to believe it is. I, I just don't. So I, I, I don't expect that to happen just based on the facts of the contract. Now I could, I could, if you were to make a, you know, an open betting game, betting line, who are the next schools to, to bolt for the big 10 and the SEC? I mean, we're hitting on them uh, on this podcast, Larry. It is North Carolina. It, it, it is Clemson. It is Florida State. It is Miami. Um, which ones go here? Which ones go there? Who, who knows? Uh, is it going to be an ACC NFC type model where it's two super duper conferences? And, and, and if you're if you're outside of those two, you're really left in the cold. You're almost de facto one double A status at that point. Um, I, I think that's a ways off. Like I think we can make this work. And and you know look. You're, I, I guess, can I call you a Big Ten guy? I'm an SEC guy in a lot sure. of ways. Sure. Um, I, I, I want to see what's best for the league, and I enjoy when they do well. But I don't want to see the rest of college football destroyed. Like, right. I don't have that cannibalism type of mentality. Like, ha-ha, Pac-12, you're done, and all the programs, good riddance. You're, you're, you're not relevant anymore. Like, I don't want that. I, I like the geography of college athletics. I like the fact that there are – more than just two conferences that are relevant. So I hope the Pac-12 and the Big 12 get their you-know-what together. Yeah. And I think the Big 10 and the SEC are clearly heads and shoulders above the rest. And, and to, to put it in one more perspective, if you forecast what the re- TV revenues are going to be in a couple of years when the new Big 10 deal is done and when the SEC is allowed to uh, expand their deal with the addition of Oklahoma and Texas, we're talking about over $100 million per school where the ACC and the Big 12 and maybe the Pac-12, it might be in the neighborhood of 50 million. If Larry, that, that's, yeah. That, yeah, if that. Larry, that's, a, that's 50 million plus dollars more yeah. than your competitors. Yeah. I mean, that is like comparing the New York Yankees to the Miami Marlins in payroll. That, that's an issue yeah. that those, that's why those leagues right now are in a little bit of panic mode. Well, and to your point, that's where I think, I, and I wrote about this on AlanaGuys.com that I, and I said, what if we do get to basically what I laid out in, in my hypothetical was three super conferences, each of 24 teams. Um, and, and to your point, because I, one, I think, I think the, 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 the big piece, I think are those four schools talking to the big 12, because I don't see how the PAC 12 schools will sign on. If you're only getting 30, 35 million per school with the two big schools, USC and UCLA and the number two market in the country, Mm-hmm. If you only got that, you're not getting above that without them. So no. to your point, 
you can either lock into a new deal and guarantee you're a have not for the next 12 years, or you could see if you can go somewhere else. And I think if you see those four schools jump onto the big 12, then it becomes, well, I think that the next are are the the other four that are kind of waiting on the big 10 Stanford, Cal, excuse me, Washington and Oregon, those four then waiting. Do they wait? Can they wait out the game for the big 10 to add them? Does the big 10 think they had enough value to add them? Or do do they become part of the Big 12? Or to your point, are they left out in the cold? Now, I think the Notre Dame-Stanford connection helps them. Stanford-Cal connection, Cal connection to UCLA, that helps all them. But I think to your point, that kind of goes away, um, Mm -hmm. possibly goes away first. And then to your point, we'll see what happens. And in my scenario, I didn't say this happens by Christmas. I said, this is, we'll look up in in 2030. And this is what we could see. And I I, I think it'll take that long, to your point, for all this to happen. And the other piece that I think, to think about is in terms of you mentioned with the SP and they have a very network friendly deal with the ACC. Mm-hmm. If you get enough teams that are kind of willing to fight back at that and they work out some kind of deal with the SPN where they join the SEC and mm-hmm. there's some kind of arrangement worked out where they can protect their futures, maybe still getting the same kind of money. If that kind of deal is worked out and that's where I think the other piece is the networks come in. Um, and I think even with the big 10, you know, I'm, Fans are going, oh, it could be a billion dollar deal. It's all the Big Ten deal is already a billion dollars. Okay. That, that, that was going to happen if nobody moved. The question now is, do you get to two million? And I think that's not out of the question with 16 teams. Um, and if you bring in Notre Dame or whatever, whoever else. So, um, hey, Mac, I want to talk with you. About, we'll continue talking with this about, about your podcast. You, you do a great weekly podcast mm-hmm. um, about college sports. Tell us about that. Yeah, uh, it's called JC and Morgan. JC Sherbert is a guy who I worked with a bit in, in talk radio back in the day, and he used to be one of the national recruiting analysts uh, for ESPN.com, uh, and and now he's with twenty four seven. So, you know, I'm sure you get your fans and, and and your subscribers can't get enough recruiting, right? I mean, that's part of. Uh, for me, I, I follow the, the 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 national stories, the Arch Mannings of the world, and whatnot. But he's all over that kind of stuff, and he he really he used to go to all the you know the the uh, national camps and and all the the the, the things that lead up to it. So he gives a, a different perspective on on that. But it's just it's two guys that follow and love college football, uh, and that's ninety nine percent of what we talk about. We'll get into a little bit of um, college hoops during basketball season. And uh, you never know. I mean, we could talk about Tony Sirico playing Polly Walnuts and the Sopranos <laughs> passing away. I mean, why not? Somehow, I, I you know, I, I could squeeze five minutes out of that. It's, it's a great show. But, <laughs> but, 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 but basically, if you're a college football fan, we, we talk a ton of college football. And yes, we do have Big Ten fans that, that tune in. And we've got uh, Texas people and California people. Um, you know, college football fans are a unique uh, brand, and that's what we love. It's, it's uh, Mike, let me jump in right here to get in a quick local break. I know you're familiar with this. We're talking with Mike Morgan of ESPN and the SEC Network and the JC and Morgan podcast. A quick station break and then back with more with Mike on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network. At Busey Bank, we understand you have a vision for your future, and we're committed to helping you achieve your dreams. Since 1868, we've invested in recruiting and retaining the best and brightest associates. Busey's unique culture is one that values and supports you, provides opportunities for growth, and it's much more than a job. It's a career. Build relationships, build community, and build your career at Busey Bank. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. 
This is Brad Underwood. You're listening to the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Back with you here on the Sports Spectacular, talking with ESPN and SEC Network play-by-play specialist Mike Morgan. He also has a fantastic weekly podcast called JC and Morgan that focuses on college sports. Uh, Mike, you were making a, a great point about uh, college football and, and college football fans uh, before the break. Let's continue with that. It, I, I used to be called a niche sport, but it's it's really not that much of a niche anymore. I mean, it's truly the number two sport in in everything. It's NFL, and number two is college football. That is so. It for all the that's the beauty about the sport, uh, Larry, is that for all that college football has done throughout the uh, course of time, mythical national championships, scandals, uh, having to go to court just to have your you make your own tv contracts which was done back in 1984 with georgia and oklahoma for all the people that that have run the sport and trying to ruin it it's too good of a product for fans to stay away great so you know i mean i mean here we are we're sitting here for years and years we couldn't get a playoff and now we should have had 12 but uh you know that that whole deal i could do a whole podcast on that i think we will get to 12 eventually and that that sends the wheels in motion for a lot of the other things we were just talking about with realignment. Um, but, but people just can't get enough of it. So that's what we do. We do it year round. We don't just do it during the season. We talk college football 52 weeks out of the year. And uh, again, it's, it's on all the, the platforms if you want to tune in. Yeah, definitely make sure you check that out and, and make it a regular part of your uh, weekly listening. JC and Morgan um, is the podcast. And I can only imagine having known you for so many years and your passion um, I've heard it a couple of times, but as you know, I'm not a big pod. Mike's the podcast guy. Mike's the guy who <laughs> is always. I am now. Yeah, exactly. He's like, hear this podcast? Yeah. I'm like, no, I didn't. I didn't hear the podcast. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing way too many other things. Yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, but yours is what I have that I have checked out. Hey, you were telling me um, in the break here that uh, that you have some experience with the Illinois Mizzou bragging rights game. Tell us about that. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, um, so I did the game. This was right. This was the year right before COVID. Okay. So the game was played in what? Uh, de- in December, December, right? Yeah. So it, was, it would have been December of 19 leading up to the 2019-20 season. And then COVID hit, hit us. Where I was about to broadcast the SEC tournament and literally an hour before they pulled the plug. But uh, I, I did it with John Sunvold, who, of course, is a Missouri graduate, played years and years in the NBA. So he was a part of it. And I had never done it. And he says, Mike, you, you, just wait. Because, you know, it's in St. Louis. And um, uh, I forgot the name of the arena. Everybody's got a different title sponsor yeah, nowadays. Yeah. But, I would think the but, old Dome back in the 80s. But it's, yeah, uh, yeah. And it's at the Blues Arena downtown. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, be- beautiful venue. And, uh, but he goes, Mike, you're, you're, I said, what kind of crowd? Because sometimes when you do these basketball games and it's a neutral uh, court, you lose some of the buzz. You lose some of the, you know, uh, just fever in, in the arena there. There's not a lot of juice in the building as I like to say, well, he goes, Mike, I'm telling you, you're not going to be lacking any of that. Like be ready. And I said, okay. So we show up and I look and, you know, we're front and front and center court there. And to the left, it's all Illinois fans. And to the right, it's all Missouri fans. And it's literally cut right down the middle and the fans are engaged. And it was, I mean, just, really really special so everything that i had been told about the game and and the matchup leading in did not disappoint i told sonny after the game i said man i want to do this every year like this is this is about as good as a college basketball matchup in december is ever going to get this is terrific yeah 
it's so much fun. And, and for me, I go back to the eighties when they began that series and you've got Norm Stewart on the Missouri bench. You've got Lou Henson on mm-hmm. Illinois bench, you know, two, two of the, I don't know if Norm's in the hall of fame, Lou, I think finally got in the, the college basketball hall of fame, uh, but two, but two hall of famers in the right yeah. no question in terms of, of what they brought to college basketball. And it was always so exciting. Never forget that, you know, Derek Harper never dunked in an NBA game, or, or if he did, he'd kind of softly laid it in. It goes right. back to, it was either his sophomore or junior year. He goes in for a fast break dunk and lost the ball up in the air right at the basket. Oh, wow. And it was in the Missouri game in St. Louis. And that was it. He like, I never saw him dunk again. So, was- wow. That was one of my favorite NBA players was Derek Harper. Yeah, he was. If I'm not mistaken, he's a, is he not a Florida kid? That's a look came up. Beach. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, and that's where I grew up. So I, I, I've heard about Derek Harper when I was young, like yeah. the legend of Derek Harper, but yeah. I, I, I forgot about his collegiate days. Yeah. I think his high school clothes, um, you know, I was in West mm-hmm. Palm many, many years ago. Um, and I remember looking it up and I think it's, it, it's shut down. It's something else now. They tore it. Right. Down. Right. It doesn't exist anymore. So it's changed a lot. There's no yeah. doubt about that. Yeah. Well, I know you're getting ready here for the season. Do you have your, your first uh, couple of games on the schedule yet? I, I don't. Um, I'm fairly certain that the first few weeks are going to be all sec games and, and all sec matchups. Um, and those are kind of uh, get your feet wet games. In a lot of cases, you know, uh, people people kind of bag on the SEC because some of the the non conference games are are not overly strong. But I mean, let's be honest: the Big Ten has a feast on the MAC in, in early weeks. Like nobody, all coaches. I always make the point, Larry, uh, when they do the calculus on how they're going to come up with their schedule, and this depends on who the. I mean, obviously, Nick Saban can go and schedule anybody and he's his job security is terrific but your average coach is always worried about getting fired because coaches are hired to get fired and so i call it the path of least resistance right that comes into play like you want to have a respectable schedule and you don't want to just chock full it up with a bunch of cupcakes but you're not going to over schedule and cost yourself a trip to this that or the other and ruin your record and put your head on the chopping block so whether it's the SEC, the Big Ten, or any other league, uh, coaches typically know better than that. So some of the matchups are good early. Some of them are not great. But for me, if I'm at a football stadium on a, on a Saturday afternoon or night, uh, I'm happy. So I don't know the schedule yet, but I know our seminars in, uh, in August. And um, before you know it, September the 3rd will be here. Yeah, it's here. And I know for you that it's a nonstop. You go from football. Uh, right out of basketball. Well, Mike, we've taken up too much of your time already, but always good to. Oh, I loved it, Larry. Man, Enjoyed I, I, it. I hope you come back again and, and talk with us when you've got a break in your schedule and uh, let Absolutely. you and I do lunch. Uh, we, I look forward to getting together. Yes. With you well, personally. Absolutely. Anytime. Always enjoy uh, which you've been able to accomplish uh, on radio and TV and now and now another venue here. So uh, it's always good catching up, Larry. Anytime. Thanks. Thanks. Mike Morgan. He once again, one of the play by play guys, a veteran decade uh, with ESPN and the SEC networks, be sure to catch them and maybe possibly bragging rights game as well as it's now a mm-hmm. SEC affair, at least uh, as we stand right now, who knows 2030, <laughs> what's going to happen. Uh, this segment presented by Busey Bank. Stay with us much more coming up here on the Sports Spectacular powered by IlliniGuys.com along the Illini Guys radio network. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business, whether it's a leaky roof, windows or door, worn out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. 
Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. We hope you're enjoying this special edition of the Sports Spectacular. While our production crew takes a short break, just a quick reminder, our Illini Guys golf outing is just four weeks away on Friday, August 26th at Atkins Golf Club at the University of Illinois. For details, go to IlliniGuys.com or email us at info at info at IlliniGuys.com. Up next, our football roundtable with the fellas as we count down to kickoff. Illinois hosting Wyoming in the season opener on August 27th. Let's continue now with the Sports Spectacular. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Welcome back. Hour number two on the Sports Spectacular. Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, Mike Kegley, Patrick Quinn, working audio force. Going by director of recruiting, Ken Prince, and staff writer, Matt Stevens. You could say... Uh, this quintet, this is a, this is the Illini guys. Like 95% of the IlliniGuys.com content comes from this group right here. Uh, and we're very thankful to have everyone here. You know, a week ago, we had a spirited roundtable about Illini football. If you missed it, I highly recommend checking it out. The Sports Spectacular podcast from July 8th. It's right there on the front page of IlliniGuys.com. Left-hand column, you can't miss it. Um, really good stuff on the program there. So I thought we would do the same thing this week with Illini basketball. And so, gentlemen, the first question I'll throw out to you, uh, we'll do the same as we did last week. What's the best thing that Illini Hoops did this summer? Yeah, I think the best thing that was done, Larry, is that uh, Coach Underwood really defined the value of an Illinois offer. He put uh, out there for um, Pete Nance and Matthew Meyer, and Matt Meyer took it first. And uh, the rest is history. So people will understand. Recruits will understand. Coaches of recruits will understand that uh, you can get on board or someone else will. I think that was really important. Yeah, I, I, I like the aggressiveness. And I think what he did was he addressed roster needs. He addressed a, he put a roster together that's going to fit his style of play. I think it's going to take some while for people to uh, to adjust to seeing. And I think the players, you know, there's a few players, Luke Goody and RJ Melendez and Coleman Hawkins, who are returning players. But I think it's going to take them a while to adjust to it. I remember, uh, you know, everybody's excited about this up and down the court tempo. But I remember when Coach Underwood got there, if you remember, he played up the line defense in your face and, and they denied passes. And they struggled with that for a little while. I mean, they fouled a lot and, you know, so – this is going to be an adjustment, but I do like the roster that was put together. Mike, I have to agree with you. The offseason acquisitions with, you know, the, the talented roster and, and two of the top five players in the transfer portal, you know, they just happen to land in Champaign. So, and it's nice because you, you don't have to teach them the game. It's already there for them. And I would say also, I'll piggyback on Meyer. I think having uh, him out in the forefront, offering him, putting the rumors to rest, and then getting him on campus too is a, is a big thing in the summer. And I like how he's actually been, how Coach Underwood's been open with the media giving interviews and giving a little bit of insight with social media and just some videos that we get to see of what the team's doing. I like that. You know, I think I want to go back to kind of what Mike talked about, and he's exactly right, that when you think of where this program was um, over the past decade, 
and where it is right now to your point and even and even beyond but let's just let's just stick with you know for easy numbers right easy math um you're exactly right that when you look at who we thought this program might have um on the roster in the fall of 2022 and the way this works out um and i've said before and brad has said this too you know underwood just he just retools he doesn't get caught up in one loss or one guy does something somewhere else um you know we were concerned about you know pete nance not coming and oh my goodness pete they lost pete nance oh you know the sky is falling and they go get this kid from france and everyone's really excited about you know um you know, you're, you're going to lose, you lose Corbello and, and, and we wish him well, but there are some issues here. You pick up Sky Clark. I mean, it's, you know, um, it's just, it's incredible that the way he handled TJ Shannon, that that was Illinois was the destination. And then all of a sudden it was out. And before you know it, um, he's your guy and he's leading the charge um, in practices. What's, what's the one player that you think will make the biggest impact this season uh, who was picked up here in the off season? Let me put it this way. The one player, who make the biggest impact this coming season, who was not on the team last season. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with Terrence Shannon on that. And for a little different reason than most people think, I think his production is going to be great. Um, I think the real thing that he does is he plays harder than heck in practice. And that is infectious. You got Ty Rogers, who is that way. And you start getting more and more players who practice with that intensity that's when a team gets better. And I think uh, Terrence Shannon may be just as important off the court as he is on the court. They've not had a guy like Terrence Shannon in a while. I said that when they picked him up, but to me, I'm going to go with Matthew. I don't know if it's Mayor Meyer. I don't know which, which pronouncing. Okay. Meyer. Cause everybody's this different, <laughs> but he's a guy I think that's going to be different. And the reason I say that is because I, I don't know. I can't think of a 6'9 guy with guard skills that's ever been on the sidelines in Champaign. You know, Coach Underwood talked about having to take the good with the bad with him because this kid can get on the heater and he can make five, six threes in a row. He'll miss a couple, but he has amnesia. He It doesn't bother him. He can take the ball to the basket. He can put it on the floor, not just dribble. I'm talking between the legs, behind the back, make great passes, reverse layups. I just think he's going to be he's going to be really exciting to watch. Once he adjusts to Big Ten play and to this, this style, and I don't even know, maybe he don't have to adjust the style because, you know, Baylor played that way. I just think having a guy that size, it's just going to be exciting and he can rebound, you know, not, you know, he's not a f- traditional five where you're going to see him in the post, but I think he can bring a lot to the table. And I know he just got to campus this week. So it's going to be exciting to see what he can bring to the table. I think Meyer is definitely going to adjust quickly to big 10 play. He's definitely physical. And if Ty Rogers was older, I'd go with him, but I got to go with Terrence Shannon. Everything's going to go through him in my, in my mind. And I finally, I'm also thinking that we, I don't have to romanticize about what could have been if Bill Self had stayed. Now that we got a coach, Brad Underwood, in uh, and Brad we trust, right? Yeah, we do. <laughs> well, Larry, you know what, Larry, I want to make a uh, you know a, a preference here. Uh, Coma Hawkins did a, um, a podcast uh, earlier in the week, and he was asked that same hour. We're going to hear part Pardon of that this hour. Yes, sir. Go ahead, but go ahead. Yeah, and, he, and the guy he talked about was Ty Rogers. Yeah. 
I mean, I just just really impressed. And and he's the guy that Coach Underwood loves and, and, you know, how good he is. And it's not about scoring with him all the time. So, I mean, I think people are just going to be really surprised at how well he is, how good well he does. Yeah, and I think that's um, – boy, I, it, it's so hard because I'm really impressed with every single player that – that they brought in. Um, and I guess the one guy that's a wild card is Dane Danger. I mean, I, I joked before that hopefully he's not there with Sid Finch. I was just joking, you know, but I mean, uh, it's, you know, it is uh, what, what Meyer brings, what Shannon brings um, Ty Rogers. Like you said, he's the, you know, the one guy this recruiting class with, um, with Epps and Harris and Clark, that maybe you didn't hear about. And all of a sudden Rogers, he brings in a gold medal. First guy since Io DeSumo who could say that. As well, who's Sid, fin- who's Sid Finch, though? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out who that was. Oh, well, it's- oh boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Listen, we're going to take a timeout and let Patrick go Google. Names. All right. This is the Sports Spectacular. More on the Illini Basketball Roundtable after this. Powered by the IlliniGuys.com. At Busey Bank, we understand you have a vision for your future, and we're committed to helping you achieve your dreams. Since 1868, we've invested in recruiting and retaining the best and brightest associates. Busey's unique culture is one that values and supports you, provides opportunities for growth, and is much more than a job. It's a career. Build relationships, build community, and build your career at Busey Bank. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Slow down, they say. You're getting older. Relax. Seriously, you're on a mission. You've got places to go, grandkids to see. At OSF Healthcare, we want you to be the best you possible. Whoever you are, wherever you're going, whatever your mission is, we're here to support it. Because that's our mission. Your life, our mission. Learn more at osfhealthcare.org slash your way. Do you like what you hear? Let the passion of Illini guys promote your business. The sponsors are signing up right now for the upcoming fall season and our ad space is limited. Shoot us an email at info at IlliniGuys.com and find out how easy it is to reach diehard sports fans in 30 key markets in six states. That's info at IlliniGuys.com. We continue here on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, talking Illini basketball. Hard to believe that we are getting uh, inching our way closer to August, and that means just a couple of months away from the start of preseason practice as we continue talking here. Uh, okay, Patrick, uh, your challenge before the commercial break was to find out Sid Finch. Did you look him up? Yeah, I did. So now, I did. You get, now you get the joke? Yes, and he actually has a Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> says he's a fictional baseball player, the subject of the notorious April Fool's Day hoax in Sports Illustrated on April 1st, 1985. And I will I will be smarmy and say to you, Google is your friend, Patrick. Yes. <laughs> right. well, I was only five. I was only five. You were. I was just about to graduate from high school that year. <laughs> let's get back to Illini Hoops. So let's continue on. I want to start with uh, what's the one thing you wish the Illini basketball had done this offseason that they did not? That's a tough one. I feel like they've uh, they've had a really good offseason. I think the one thing I would have wished they'd add a maybe a, a veteran uh, guard to help out in the backcourt. I, I mean, I love the guards they have. I think they're really talented. 
But in today's day and age of transfer portal and unhappiness, it's hard to do. But I wish they had that one veteran guard that you could count on to run the run the team and be a point guard and such. Yeah, and and I I, I kind of go with Brad. I, you know, you can play the what if game, but I think they've constructed a really good roster. And so when it's all said and done, I really value having that extra um, scholarship so you can do a Dane Danger type of thing. So I'll, I'm going to give them I'm going to give them an A and say thumbs up, no do overs, everything's fine. Well, I, I definitely like would say what about a, a backup point guard, but not a star. You know, everybody talked about Terrell Ramey, and I thought that was would have been great. But I don't think that would have been fair to Sky Clark because I know he he was coming in to be the man. If you could have, they could have found a mid major guard, I think, who was successful in the tournament, who could just come in, who was older. That's what I wish they would have done. I don't think they need a star at that position. I think at some point in time, if Sky stays healthy, he's going to be that guy. You know, and I don't know if people saw the video that Fletch did with him. You know, it looks like he's getting better and, and he's becoming more comfortable with it. So seeing him, you know, at that point guard spot and, you know, not over recruiting him or excuse me, recruiting over him. I do like it about the staff. They don't just get kids and recruit over them. If they promise you something, they follow through with it. So, but to answer your question, I'm definitely a, a backup point guard, but just again, I'm in major type. Sign Pete Nance or Malachi Smith, because that would have put him over the top for me on and being a Big Ten title contender. Um, but the inability to do that uh, leaves you kind of open to questions of what you're going to do with that front court rotation. And then I think I think Malachi Smith would have been the perfect veteran guard you could have brought in that could have done a lot of different things for this team. But that would have been the two things I really. I would have one of the two things I would have done. Yeah. Malachi would have been the icing on the cake, but to be honest with you, I think Illinois basketball is at the point where they've got people coming to them. They don't need to put the feelers out anymore. So I have no regrets. I give them an A for what they've done this summer. So I have no regrets. Malachi Smith, the line I fans got a chance to see him in the opening round game of the NCAA as he was the star guard for Chattanooga, the Southern conference player of the year who transferred in the offseason to Gonzaga, and he's now a, a Zags uh, for the rest of his career, or at least uh, for the next year. Uh, we know that much. Um, I, I got to tell you, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you guys that I'm not sure. I think that I would have liked to see another veteran guard there, but I, I love the where this roster is right now. And so we'll see where it goes. Okay, uh, going into the fall, what's your number one concern as this team gets into the fall semester and draws within, as I mentioned, a couple of months of preseason practice? Yeah, it's going to be – it'll be interesting to see um... – how, how this rolls. I mean, you know what they, you know, how they improve Did you see the, by the way, did you see the, the Twitter feed this week with Sky Clark doing the, the Fletch thing with the two pads and working on, you know, landing and jumping off both legs and, and having the same, you know, using the, each leg the same and how he's adjusting to get that knee back to hundred percent. Wow. I think that's fantastic stuff. And that's the kind of stuff they're trying to do is to make these guys more, more explosive, be able to use both legs. You know, whether it's improved their shooting, everybody talks about shooting, but it's also the physical development in the offseason that's huge. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I know, I guess, um, you know, as we go into it, I guess the, the concern that I have is I just don't want to see the injury bug this year. So, you know, something along the lines of Sharon, Shannon's back. Um, 
I, I saw enough last year. I'm tired of it. I don't want to see COVID. I don't want to see an injury bug. I don't want somebody selling their shorts on the internet. None <laughs> of it. But it's okay now. But I got to ask, don't you feel like that? that that's what I was all the injuries were kind of flukes last year. I, you know I agree I mean? like, totally. They weren't like the normal, like, oh, I pulled a muscle or I sprained an ankle. It was like, oh, I got rolled. I got tackled from behind. I got, you know, it's just well, weird no, it's, things. Oh, I got suspended for two games because I sold a jersey. I had, you know, just weird things. You know, I had yeah. a car accident. You know, n- nonstop stuff of just random things. Yeah, I don't want a guy to, you know, the last thing I want is somebody to sneeze too hard and pull some sort of, you know, muscle in their abdomen, you know, and, and I, I just want to see a normal year like Illinois usually has under the best strength and conditioning coach in the country. And as long as well, that usually happens, we're good. <laughs> there's always something. It's Illinois. You know, just think about there was a time going on Twitter, Illinois basketball, football, they do Illinois things. And you're right. I mean, just the health. I mean, to me, I want to see Tan Shannon's back and his knee and Sky Clark to, to, to be healthy. I mean, those are two big, huge ingredients to the puzzle. Um, and just the stupid things, like somebody missing a practice because they overslept and they have to sit two games or sit a half because their non-conference schedule is going to be brutal. Just to go through it, you know, to have recruits come on campus, you know, where there's a full roster where the recruits can see Everybody participating, everybody playing. No one has to set out because they didn't do this or didn't do that. You know, and then the coaches have to try to finagle things. Just staying healthy. And, and, and that's hard for a lot of teams. You know, it really is. But that's huge just because I know what's coming up. And then when the season starts, you want a full healthy roster, not guys who've been sitting off for two or three weeks. Then they're playing catch up with their conditioning and everything else. One question I have, uh, when and if uh, Sky Clark gets 100% healthy, because I, I really feel like this entire season revolves around whether or not he's really good. If he's really good, Illinois is going to be really good. If he's not, Illinois has, I think, significant problems. Um, and so can you guarantee me that Sky Clark will be 100% healthy when we're ready to go and that he'll make it through the entire season healthy? Um, that's, that's my question. If you can get guys like Sky Clark and Ty Rogers as freshmen to blossom and play quickly and score quickly and play like somebody at the University of Kentucky does as a freshman, that's going to set the table for years. And I want to know about R.J. Melendez. What's he going to do? How's he going to blossom? Is he going to stay healthy? These are kind of some of the things going through my mind. You know, and it's that's a thing. You're right. It, it, it is such an Illinois thing to have just bizarre things happen. I mean, the Jamar Smith car wreck, right, from 15 years ago. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. it's like, you know, really? I mean, think of the career that that guy was on and, and uh, the Just, path the team was on and, and when that took place. So, you're exactly- Larry, go back even farther to Brian Randall punching a wall. Exactly. To yeah. Brandon Lloyd stepping off the curb. Yeah. Yep, to, I remember that uh, one. Then, you know, then go... We weren't uh, supposed then to know about Chester that one. Frazier, Chester Frazier uh, breaking his hand in the last game before the uh, before the Big Ten tournament in his senior Lowell year. Hamilton. Lowell Hamilton. Lowell Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny Battle. Kenny Battle yeah. twisted his knee. Anthony Welch. Anthony Welch's injury. I mean, yeah. Come on. Yeah, but Anthony Welch weighed eighty four pounds, so you can understand why he'd get hurt. Mine, exactly. <laughs> well, you like, know the the common Derek denominator. The, the common denominator with these freak injuries is the school try to keep these things quiet years back. And nowadays with social media, I don't know that you can do that anymore. Yeah. 
Yeah. Especially, especially if you're Brandon Lloyd and you're jumping off a curb and it's not a football injury. I, I, you want to hear a funny story about the injury bug? Yeah. I, uh, I get a text one night, just random text from a number I didn't know, and it said, hey, this kid is in the ER. He got hurt. I text one of the basketball coaches, and he goes, how did you know that fast? I don't know. I got a text. It said, we just found out. So they didn't even so it, in the area of social media, it's insane how fast things, how fast news travels. Yeah. Well, a lot of these people who work in doctors and offices, even though they're supposed to be privacy, you know, acts, they're fans too, and they tell. It's it's hard for them to not say anything to just put it out there because one, you can't prove who did it. HIPAA is just a suggestion, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. And back in the eighties, it was Bo knows. In the two thousand twenties, it's Brad knows. <laughs> but yeah to your, your to your point strange things happen a year ago if you would have said that your you know preseason all big 10 point guard is going to um you know suffer a concussion in the first minute of the second preseason game you'd laugh i mean these things they never happen but they but they happen to this program so health the big thing let's get right to it your prediction on the season what is this team uh what are we talking about and how far do they go come march I think they're a sweet 16 team. I really do. I think they have the the team. I think they're going to struggle at times early. They're going to look great one game, look bad the next game. Then I think they're going to, they're going to hit their stride around the big 10 season um, in January, February, and they're going to be playing well and kind of uh, with their depth too. I think they can maybe withstand other than one or two positions, they can withstand those injuries this year. So I, that's why I like them to, to make the Sweet 16. I think they're going to finish top four in the Big Ten. I predict they're going to finish first or second. But it's you know we'll see how they play in the non-conference before I go too uh, crazy with that one. Yeah, I like to have some restraint. So this team's going to remind me of a Michigan State team. They may have some losses early because they're playing a tough schedule. They'll end up going to the Final Four. And once you get to the Final Four, you got an opportunity to win it all. But um, I think it's going to take them time to gel and, and very similar to some of Izzo's teams of the last 15, 20 years. They're going, to be, they're going to get better and better as the season progresses. For the people that have never really had a chance to talk to Coach Underwood, you know, and just to see what kind of person he is, he doesn't panic. <clears throat> it's really weird. As fans, as media guys, you know, we sometimes think, oh my gosh, you gotta get this player. You know, as Matt mentioned, you know, you didn't get, you know, you didn't get Nance. Oh my goodness, what happens? He doesn't panic about anything. He doesn't panic about coaches that he's gonna hire. Everybody was freaking out about that. He didn't care. The reason I'm saying that, they are building a team because he has said it. They want to advance to the Sweet 16. That's it. I mean, I'm not saying that's it because they would love to go further. I think their non-conference schedule is brutal. I think not the one player, but I think the key to their non-conference schedule, personally, I think is going to be Jay Nepps. I don't. I think he's the guy people forget about because they talk about Sky, uh, Sky Clark. Uh, I'm going to put this out there. Last year, there was a time where Jay Nepps was going to come in and play at the semester. He was that good of a player, and they were going to bring him in. So the backup point guard is not just going to be some guy that they're going to roll out there. I think he's talented enough. He's going to definitely play, and he's good enough to put to score buckets. So what they do in the non-conference schedule, I think, is going to determine how far they advance and how quickly they pick up a new system. If I had a long-term contract and a relationship with my AD like Brad Underwood does, I wouldn't panic either. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm actually fearful because I'm 
completely in agreement with CAGS. And I think that that's fearful for me. And I think I need to start rethinking some things um, because I'm totally- You have to start think, rethinking some I things. I do, about me. and well, how. what I about think. me, man? I know. Um, no doubt. Uh, I think we're going to have fans panic because they're going to lose some games early on because their non-conference schedule is brutal. Yep. Absolutely brutal. I agree with Ked that I don't think Underwood's going to panic about that at all because he usually doesn't give a darn about non-conference losses judging by the last couple of years. And I think they're going to be okay to really, really good in, in the big 10 schedule. But again, I, I got to know how healthy and how effective Sky Clark's going to be for as how good as those Illinois teams are going to be. But I don't think they fall further than fourth or fifth in the league, which means they're going to be an NCAA tournament team and then show me the bracket and we'll see how far they go. But it'll be another year where Brad Underwood rolls that dice and we'll see how far they can go in the tournament. So, Matt, you're looking at a national point of view, I guess, because everything that I read has Illinois either like 17th or maybe not even top 25 uh, AP top 25 ranking. So that leads me to believe that the road into the Big Ten goes right through Indiana or Michigan or Michigan State. Nobody talks about Illinois except this, except us. And uh, if I'm Brad Underwood, I'm not happy unless I win it all. But if I'm a fan, they better make it to at least the lead eight. The elite eight is where it needs to be. Build on that. I think another 23, 24 win season. And, and, and there's, there's only one reason why I say that. And the reason is Brad Underwood. Um, mm -hmm. He has, he, you look at what this Illinois team has done at the end of the season in the last three years. It's simply fantastic. I don't care who's got concussions, who's got COVIDs who's got a shoulder problem, um, who's got girlfriend issues. If the coaches are talking to other schools about leaving, it doesn't matter. Um, this team has come down the stretch and performed like Illinois teams have not in more than a decade. And you've got to go back to, you know, again, the, you know, the, the D Brown, Darren Williams years. Um, and he just finds a way to make it happen. So I'm with sturdy. I think they'll struggle early and, and, you know, they might be eight and five at one point, but you'll look up and they will be, you know, I don't know, you know, 23 and eight and, and a three seat or something. So, um, and a really dangerous team. And maybe this year they won't have to face a ranked team in round two, <laughs> you know, they can actually, you know, actually, you know, play a team. That's a, that's a, that's an underdog for once. Um, but you're right. Sweet 16 or bust. This program does not go any further in the national specter until they reach the second weekend guys. Great stuff. Uh, appreciate you joining in Kendrick Prince, Matt Stevens, and uh, we will talk to you in August. That's it for our Lanai round table, Lanai basketball round table here on the sports spectacular quick timeout. And we continue along the Lanai guys radio network. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. Slow down, they say. You're getting older. Relax. Seriously, you're on a mission. You've got places to go. Grandkids to see. 
At OSF Healthcare, we want you to be the best you possible, whoever you are, wherever you're going, whatever your mission is. We're here to support it because that's our mission. Your life, our mission. Learn more at osfhealthcare.org slash your way. We'll get back to this special edition of the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular in just a moment, but we wanted to share with you some huge news we just announced on IlliniGuys.com. Mike Farrell, considered the godfather of college football recruiting, is joining the Illini Guys team. Mike, we are really excited about this. Yeah, I had the pleasure of talking to Mike Farrell as he was thinking about coming on and working with the Illini guys, not just on the Illini guys website, but also occasionally coming on the Sports Spectacular. And it was so exciting to talk about a guy who knows everything about football from high school recruiting to the NFL. He's called the godfather of recruiting. And if you talk to people in the industry, they'll tell you that he kind of invented college football recruiting coverage. It's a pretty amazing thing, and I'm really proud that he's part of the Illini guys. His first piece will post Monday morning on IlliniGuys.com. And yes, as Mike mentioned, we will have him here on the show next week, and he will be a regular contributor here on the Sports Spectacular. And we just wanted to take a moment to say thanks to everyone who listens in each week. We're coming up on the show's first anniversary, and we are thrilled with its growth and really can't wait for season number two. We'll resume our summer giveaways next week and continue to evolve and hope you will be along for the ride. Now let's get back to this encore edition of the Sports Spectacular. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys radio network. Now let's get back to the studio. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Illini underscore guys and on Instagram at Illini guys. And mark August 26th on your calendar. That's the date of the first annual Illini guys pregame party Friday night in downtown Champaign. More details to come. Oh, yeah. Illini guys there pre pregame party. We get the party started before the party gets started. Before the party gets started, that's going to be a party. I need okay, yeah, August twenty sixth. Can't wait for that. You know, I I know none of us sleep very much, and and Ked is still with us. Um, the horse is still eating some oats. He's not done eating outside, so he stayed with us. Uh, any shows that got your attention this summer, Ked? What are you binging on this summer? Uh, there's not shows, but this summer is kind of weird. I got the Big Ten Network pass for all the schools, and so I've stopped pretty much all summer, and I've watched probably well over 100 basketball games and football games, just Big Ten, just going over games, but not just Illinois. You know, it could be Purdue and Michigan, Michigan State, uh, Iowa and Wisconsin. I, I went back, you know, just last uh, last week, I was watching the Illinois and Minnesota football games. So I'm just kind of reliving and just waiting for the season to get started. For me this summer, of course, I have my nerd alert where I got to watch some Obi-Wan and I got Stranger Things coming out, the, the second part. But my I, sleeper hit on Hulu, Only Murders in the Building, Steve Martin, Selena Gomez, Martin Short. Season one was fantastic. Season two came out just this week. I haven't had a chance to watch it, but that's on the docket for next week. Yeah, now, now when it comes to, to binge watching, I, I did watch Obi-Wan, enjoyed the last half of that series. Um, there's three that I'm, I'm kind of excited about right now. I'm loving The Boys season three but don't watch it unless you're really really uh you got a you know you're, you have to have a stomach for that show um star trek's strange new worlds 
which is the first non-serialized uh, Star Trek in a couple of years. So that's actually really fun to watch. Good. Good and um, I'm watching an old, old show that I really like, Two and a Half Men with Charlie Sheen before he went absolutely nuts. And that is a very funny show. Although I can't believe that kid who was on there when the things they make him joke about, I'm like, maybe that wasn't a good idea. <laughs> All right. I'm going to show my ignorance here. What is, is Obi-Wan a, a series? What, what is that? Star Wars. Star Wars. Well, I, know, I know that. I know that. But I mean, what, what's it on? It was a six episode series. Disney Plus. Yep. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I'm going to jump in. Uh, you know, it, you, I know you guys always laugh at me because I'm the TV guy who works in TV who doesn't watch TV. So that's always been an ongoing joke, I know. But the one thing my son, who's in college, has turned me on to, uh, it's a series no longer on, but it's on On Demand, and that's Documentary Now with the SNL guys, Bill Hader and Fred Armisen. It is hysterical. Um, and you guys know I have a mad magazine sense of humor. So um, highly recommended. I'm only about six shows in. Uh, we just watched Blue Jean Committee this this week and anyone who watched it watched parts one and two highly recommended helen mirren all kinds of guest uh, stars helen mirren actually is the she's the the presenter and she reads all the intros with a straight face as if this is real but documentary now it's fake documentaries they make fun of documentaries in the past just to let you know and blue jean committee is about a 70s band um and it's absolutely hysterical so documentary now is the one that i watch um not a Star Wars guy. I'm sorry. But all right. Hey, that was fun. That was fun. Well, listen, up next. Doesn't, but doesn't Larry look a little bit like Lando Calrissian? I've heard that so many times. <laughs> so you should watch Star Wars. I, come on, Billy D. Williams. <laughs> I, I'm an, a true, true story. My grandfather, who lived in Urbana, looked so much like Billy D that I thought my grandfather was Billy D. <laughs> like everyone just called him, awesome. he called him Smitty. They just called him Smith. He worked at Clifford Jacobs. And, and I, because I didn't know what his real name was. And, and I, once they said what, you know, I had like a little thing in second grade, what's your grandfather's name? And I, I said, Billy D Smith. I thought he was Williams was his stage name. I swear to you. I get, I get that with Brad Pitt. Yeah. There you Same go. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we're both named Brad. We're both named Brad. Yeah. Oh, I thought, I thought they thought you looked like Benjamin Button. Oh, that was from the movie. Don't you remember when he yes, started off as an ancient yes, Brad Pitt? Yes. Yeah. That's I, awesome. I know. Wow. That's wow. Awesome. <laughs> Life just comes out swinging. All right. Up next, it is uh, Mike's movie review as we continue on. And maybe Brad, too. I don't know if Brad's seen any movies lately, but we will all find out together. That's next. At Busey Bank, we understand you have a vision for your future and we're committed to helping you achieve your dreams. Since 1868, we've invested in recruiting and retaining the best and brightest associates. Busey's unique culture is one that values and supports you, provides opportunities for growth, and is much more than a job. It's a career. Build relationships, build community, and build your career at Busey Bank. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions. 
224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. Attention travelers. Next Tuesday, a major hurricane will cause complete chaos throughout the city. Food, water, and phone service will be in short supply. There will likely be panic citywide. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Disasters don't plan ahead. You can. Talk to your loved ones about how you're going to be ready in an emergency. Don't wait. Communicate. Illini women's basketball coach Shauna Green continues to tour the state, getting to know fans everywhere. Kedrick Prince recently caught up with her in Peoria. You know, I believe in our staff that we brought on board and I believe in our players. So uh, I, I don't think there's any anything standing in our way. We just, you know, it's going to take time. It's obviously to win anywhere is hard. To win any one college basketball game is, is hard. Um, but we're going to, you know, we're going to do everything we can to prepare uh, to be successful. Style-wise, what kind of coach are you? You know, we're going to play fast. Our, our tempo, we want to be up and down. Our Phoenix transition, we want to score in six seconds or less. But that all starts with defense. So you got to defend and you got to rebound in order to play at the tempo we want to play. So we hang our hat on our defense. We've been a top past six years. Um, we've been a top 15 uh, team in the nation while we were at Dayton um, defensively in our field goal percentage. So and defensive rebound. So we're going to, you know, that's what we'll hang our hat on so we can play the tempo we want to play. I know you can't talk specifically, but you made an offer to a pretty prominent Peorian. Um, what's your message to the high school coaches and high school players in Peoria and around the state? You know, we want Illinois to be a destination that all Illinois kids want to go to. And, and we want to bring that energy and that excitement back where they grow up and they're like, I want to go and be a part of that program. I want to go and, and be able to put Illinois across my chest and, and be proud of that and, and compete for championships at my home state school. So uh, we're gonna recruit you know, as hard as we can, the players that fit what we're doing from the state. There's a lot of unbelievable players in the state of Illinois. And, and again, we want them to wanna come to our school and put on that uniform. You've had an opportunity to have a kind of full practice with a number of kids. What is that like considering when you first got there, you only had a few? It's so great to have a full team and, and to be able to look out and, and have, you know, we have 10 here right now, still have a couple other ones um, that will be coming um, that are just out of the country right now. But uh, it, last two days, energy has been great. Our communication has been great. Um, just really like this team. I like how hard they're working. I like the passion they're displaying. Um, and, and all I care about is getting better. 1% better day by day. And we are better today than we were yesterday, and we'll just keep continuing to have that mindset. You had a couple kids that transferred out, but some that stayed. Um, I've talked to a couple of those kids, and they love the new terminology and how things are different. How big of an adjustment has that been for you to keep the new kids, the older kids, excuse me, um, that were left off the last half? You know, they've been, I've said this in multiple interviews, they've been unbelievable. Like, they have bought in from the, the very beginning, and, and I credit them for that. So they've worked extremely hard. They've really almost kind of become those leaders even with the the few weeks that we had with workouts at the end of the year with them and I, I'm really really happy the growth they've made uh, even in a couple weeks when they were at home they came back and they look really really sharp and they're better at the things that we were teaching them before they left they've gotten even better at that so that leads me to believe that they're believing in what we're doing they've been practicing it 
and, and the, the results I've seen. One other question, when I talk to some of the recruits, they can see a difference, how aggressive this staff is versus some of the other staff members that have been in the past. What is your message? I know you just mentioned before with the recruits, but what are you sending message-wise to these kids to stay home and how good Illinois can be? You know, I just think that we recruit how we recruit and that's relationships, right? So if we think that, you know, if it's an Illinois kid or if it's some other kid, if we think that they fit what we do in terms of basketball, in terms of their character, in terms of their work ethic, and, and they're going to be, we want people to, you know, five years down the road when they watch, they're watching high school kids or AU teams and they're the kid that works really, really hard and really, really disciplined and, and has a lot of passion. They want, we want them to be able to say, hey, that's an Illinois kid and, and have that kind of that, that you know, that staple of what our program looks like. So um, we're just really energized about it, and, and we're going hard to build relationships with the kids that fit that brand. Well, the Illini gal, Adelia McKenzie, joining us now in the middle of summer workouts. Uh, Adelia, good to have you back on the show. You just heard Coach Green. I know you've been really excited about it, but you're now, you know, a couple of weeks into summer workouts. Is the, is the adoration wearing off? Is she driving you nuts now in practice? No, I wouldn't say that. Um, I say the workouts are really intense, though. But I really enjoy the workouts and being in that intense environment. It's just really good to be in. So, Coach sounds like uh, she's very personable. But as we listen to those interviews, um, boy, it sounds like she's here to win. What told you that uh, she means business when you had a chance to? Now that you had a chance to you know, practice with her and talk with her many a time? Um, I would say when she got on us this one time, she was just saying, like, how our energy is low and she doesn't uh, take, like, mediocre things. I know she say, if you want to go halfway, if you want to, like, not give your all, then we can step off the court and leave because she's here to win. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's time. It's okay. go time. Okay. <laughs> so are you getting shades of what it's going to be like during a game? Is that what you're feeling already? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just super intense, but it's also positive, you know? Oh, it's what's so positive of- about it? Yeah, tell me about that. It hypes me up. Like, hearing stuff like that hypes me up because, like, I feel like right now people see us as – Oh, like it's Illinois. That's a blowout for us. But and I hate that people think like that, think that we're weak and stuff. But now we got new coaches, new team. I just have this winning mentality and knowing that Coach Green has that high screen when she gets on us. Cause it's like I want what she wants and we all want to win. So I'm just willing to do whatever it takes and a team is too. In other words, it's on like Donkey Kong. Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yes. Now- Larry, you're bringing up something that was probably like 20 years before she was born there. But but she knew. She knew. I knew. I knew. knew. Okay, good. Good. That's that's universal in Adelia. That's that's a universal cultural thing. I mean, it's it goes way back. I knew you knew. I knew you knew. Hey, we had we had a guest on earlier, Doug Aldridge, talking about name image likeness. And um, uh, we, we we did kind of mention we asked the question universal question that that people who listen to the show already know we have to ask you are you still wearing deodorant in practice yeah <laughs> yes i am i actually upgraded my deodorant oh now i got the spray deodorant oh and i He's put splurging. one in my locker 
There you go. So, so you always have a backup just in case? Just in case, because that one day, I, I just could never do that to my team again. <laughs> we'll figure out who, you, who your uh, biggest rival is on court when we watch the opposing team walking around, waving underneath their nose when they're around you. Yep, y'all will know. <laughs> It'll be our secret, our talent. That's right, that's right. All right. Awesome stuff. Adelia McKenzie. She's the Illini gal. Uh, good to talk with you. Enjoy the week and we'll talk to you next week. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. All right. Appreciate you. Adelia you McKenzie, star guard of the fighting Illini women's basketball team. And uh, again, getting back to workouts, getting ready. It's on like Donkey Kong. Make sure you go fill the hall, fill the uh, state farm center uh, coming up this winter. More on the sports spectacular right after this. Slow down. They say you're getting older. Relax. Seriously, you're on a mission. You've got places to go, grandkids to see. At OSF Healthcare, we want you to be the best you possible, whoever you are, wherever you're going, whatever your mission is. We're here to support it because that's our mission. Your life, our mission. Learn more at osfhealthcare.org slash your way. Have a business you'd like to promote right here? To advertise on the Sports Spectacular, reach out at info at IlliniGuys.com and use the passion of the Illini Guys to reach your audience. That's info at IlliniGuys.com. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you, too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. Hi, this is Larry Smith, proud native of Central Illinois. It's been an honor to have reported on the world's biggest sporting events for the past three decades. And as a lifelong Illini fan, it's a privilege to now be with IlliniGuys.com. My friends and I put this together with one goal in mind, to have the best Illini-centric website around. Great features, podcasts, insider stuff. I know a little something about telling athletes stories, and these guys know a lot about the Illini. It's a perfect match. Come over and check it out. IlliniGuys.com. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com, on the Illini Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Still here in the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Hey, we need to give a shout out to some All-Americans. Track and field, Olivia Howe and John Davis. Uh, last week, uh, spectacular performances at the NCAA Championship. We were remiss we didn't mention that. We want to make sure we give them some orange and blue love. And then this week, uh, Adrian DeMalta Chasser, the star golfer. Another uh, All-American honor with uh, Golf Week. What a great job uh, for the Belgium. Yeah, it's great to see those guys do well. You know, I was thinking about them running a mile and, um, I, they didn't even have to like put a pizza on a hat in front of them as they're running a mile to run that fast. Like they do with Mike, like we do with Mike here. So I'm not certain good. I could do a full mile. I could get at least like, I don't well, know, 50 the pizza yards. would be, the pizza would be gone within 50 yards. So you, but you'd run hard for that 50 yards. I guarantee it. <laughs> I've got a long reach, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> He's got skills. He's got skills. Uh, great job with, uh, with them. Um, some sad news out of the big 10 this week is, we all remember Caleb Swanigan, uh, who just was outstanding as a freshman for Purdue, and, and what a 
just a, a heartbreaking story, this young man and, and the obstacles that he overcame to become a top basketball player, uh, all American at Purdue and his, his one year went on to be a first round pick died this week at the age of, of 25. And certainly um, our thoughts and uh, prayers go out to his family. Yeah, I got to, ch- you know, obviously I got to follow him um, on the circuit a little bit and, you know, when he was at Purdue as well. And, and he's a, uh, you know, just, it's, it's really sad. You know, his, he was like a great uh, story, like a success story coming from nothing. And, you know, if you've read the articles about him and you've known anything about his background, it was such a success story and to have it end this way is, is really sad. Yeah. It, it puts it in a lot of pers- perspective for a lot of us. He's 25, which was the same age as my son, Connor, who writes for Illini guys. Um, and, you know, really, you know, when you think about somebody with all that potential and all the things that they could do to, to uh, affect people's lives over the next 50 to 60 years that you would expect, it's uh, tragic to see this happen. Yeah, you guys are right. It puts things in perspective. I mean, you know, look, we have fun. You know, we, you know, we will needle other fans and, and, and all that. But bottom of the line, this is, uh, this is a life and a young man who, um, you know, had people around him who cared about him. And so, um, again, like you said, certainly uh, a life gone too soon. Uh, we talked last week on the show about uh, the ongoing rivalry now between the PGA Tour and, and LIV Golf. We saw this week uh, Brooks Kepka, the four-time major winner, jumping to LIV, and then the PGA Tour answering back uh, with saying, hey, we're going to go out there and put some $20 million purses out there. Competition um, does uh, some amazing things, doesn't it? That all of a sudden the PGA Tour finds some money to put on the table. Yeah, that was that was interesting, yeah. I guess. If you're a PGA golfer, you might want to send a thank you note to Greg Norman when you cash the check uh, if you if you win something. Um, but I think you know, well, there's there's obviously a darker side to this, Brad. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, there's no way. Here's the thing, I, and I have no problem with this. My problem with all these guys that went to the LIV is that they just they said it was for well this, and I want the no, they went for the money. Just say. I went because they gave me X number of dollars and stop with the BS. That's my problem with it all. Now, if they want to do that, that's fine. Now, the one thing who they're in bed with is a whole nother story and I'm not getting political. So, but obviously they're not the best people in the world. They've got unlimited funds. But the other part about this too is what's going to happen. We haven't thought about the Ryder Cup. Ryder Cup, well, all these guys won't be getting points when they're playing the LIV events. So the Ryder Cup team may look a lot different for the PGA for the U.S. side when we get there than than what we are used to. Uh, these are like star players, some Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, et cetera. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. Uh, we should point out, by the way, the 150th British Open says they will allow LIV players to play in the Open, the final major on the calendar uh, next month. So, But, but you're right. You're exactly right. They're not going to get points. And so something to think about. Hey, two hours, as always, has gone way too fast. Big thanks to our guest, a former Illini golfer, Nick Hardy. And you're really just doing a fantastic job in the PGA Tour himself. Great to have him on the show and have his perspectives. We look forward to uh, talking to him again as well. And Doug Eldridge, you talked NIL with us in the first hour. Great to have him on and get his perspective as, as we always want to learn more about name, image, and likeness and just how it is changing the college landscape. Be sure to join us next week. The guys from Campus Inc. coming up. Wait until you find out what they are up to and who they are talking to. Uh, It's pretty good stuff. For all of us here, thanks again for joining us. We'll see you same time, same station next week. Until then, go Illini. I-L-L.
I and I. This I has been I. a presentation of LMBC Sports, LLC, and JM Talent Productions. We'll be back next week on the Illini Guys Radio Network on these same stations across Illinois.